Introduction, Section 7 of The Life of Jesus Critically Examined by David Friedrich Strauss, translated by George Eliot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 7, Moral Interpretation of Kant. Amidst these natural explanations, which the end of the 18th century brought forth in rich abundance, it was a remarkable interlude to see the old allegorical system of the Christian fathers all at once called up from its grave and revived in the form of the moral interpretation of kant he as a philosopher did not concern himself with the history as did the rationalist theologians but like the fathers of the church he sought the idea involved in the history not however considering it as they did an absolute idea at once theoretical as well as practical but regarding it only on its practical side as what he called the moral imperative and consequently belonging to the finite he moreover attributed these ideas wrought into the biblical text not to the divine spirit but to its philosophical interpreters or in a deeper sense to the moral condition of the authors of the book themselves this opinion kant bases upon the fact that in all religions old and new which are partly comprised in sacred books intelligent and well-meaning teachers of the people have continued to explain them until they have brought their actual contents into agreement with the universal principles of morality thus did the moral philosophers amongst the greeks and romans with their fabulous legends till at last they explained the grossest polytheism as mere symbolical representations of the attributes of the one divine being and gave a mystical sense to the many vicious actions of their gods and to the wildest dreams of their poets in order to bring the popular faith which it was not expedient to destroy into agreement with the doctrines of morality the later judaism and christianity itself he thinks have been formed upon similar explanations occasionally much forced but always directed to objects undoubtedly good and necessary for all men Thus the Mohammedans gave a spiritual meaning to the sensual descriptions of their paradise, and thus the Hindus, or at least the more enlightened part of them, interpreted their Vedas. In like manner, according to Kant, the Christian scriptures of the Old and New Testament must be interpreted throughout in a sense which agrees with the universal practical laws of a religion of pure reason. And such an explanation, even though it should, apparently or actually do violence to the text which is the case with many of the biblical narratives is to be preferred to a literal one which either contains no morality at all or is in opposition to the moral principle for example the expressions breathing vengeance against enemies in many of the psalms are made to refer to the desires and passions which we must strive by all means to bring into subjection and the miraculous account in the new testament of the descent of jesus from heaven of his relationship to god etc is taken as an imaginative description of the ideal of humanity well pleasing to god that such an interpretation is possible without even always too offensive an opposition to the literal sense of these records of the popular faith arises according to the profound observations of kant from this that long before the existence of these records the disposition to a moral religion was latent in the human mind that its first manifestations were directed to the worship of the deity and on this very account 
gave occasion to those pretended revelations, still, though unintentionally, imparting even to these fictions somewhat of the spiritual character of their origin. In reply to the charge of dishonesty brought against his system of interpretation, he thinks it a sufficient defense to observe that it does not pretend that the sense now given to the sacred books always existed in the intention of the authors. This question it sets aside, and only claims for itself the right to interpret them after its own fashion. Whilst Kant, in this manner, sought to educe moral thoughts from the biblical writings, even in their historical part, and was even inclined to consider these thoughts as the fundamental object of the history. On the one hand, he derived these thoughts only from himself and the cultivation of his age, and therefore could seldom assume that they had actually been laid down by the authors of those writings. And on the other hand, and for the same reason, he omitted to show what was the relation between these thoughts and those symbolic representations, and how it happened that the one came to be expressed by the other. End of section 7